You're listening to The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project. The Hero of the Story helps you study and teach the story of redemption from all Scripture. Now join your hosts, Aaron Armstrong and Brian Dembozik. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of The Hero of the Story. I'm Aaron, and with me, of course, is Brian. Hey, Aaron. How you doing, man? I am okay. You know, I am, I am still, at the time of this recording, looking forward to uh, a little bit of time off for the holidays. But uh, by the time you all are listening to this, I will be hopefully well-rested and ready to rock and roll for whatever thing is coming next. Um, in fact, I believe that this episode will probably uh, probably go live around the time that I'm hitting the road for a big conference. Yeah, and I think I'll probably be on the road as well. Uh, potentially, potentially. Um, I'll be... Uh, somewhere near the time this one releases, I'll be heading to Atlanta for um, the G3 conference. Um, so hanging out with uh, with some folks there. So if you happen to be at that event, come by the Gospel Project booth and say hi. Um, otherwise, uh, come and say hi in, uh, in uh, Minneapolis for the Bethlehem Pastors Conference at the end of January. And if you are one of the rare Canadian listeners um, and happen to be in Edmonton, also, at the end of January, you can say say hi to Brian. Yeah, please stop by. At uh, Breakforth. Yes. That's, yeah, a, that's so. a good conference. I'm looking forward to being at that one. Yeah, that should be fun for you. So, um, I'm glad that I don't have to go there because I grew up, I, I spent many years just north of Edmonton and the winters are terrible. So, it is. Yes, it was cold, but when I was there last year, it was snowing, which I really enjoyed because we don't get tons of snow here in Nashville. That's true. We have two weeks of winter. Yeah. It's great. And it's just the way Nashville, <laughs> the geography here, or topography, um, if you don't know, we're kind of in, in a little bit of a valley kind of thing. So the yeah. weather system's kind of, the, the snow always scoots around us. So you'll see reports of, of a foot of snow about 45 minutes north of here and nothing. That's right. Well, that's why they call it God's country. So no, no, snow is good. Snow is good. <laughs> from I, a, I even bought from some, a distance. Yeah, I even bought from some, a distance. Some boots. Oh, some that's good. Brand new boots to take with me. Did you buy a toque? A what? A, a hat. A toque. No, I already have one of those. When, when you're a bald man, you have to have a hat for <laughs> winter, no matter if it's snowing or not. That's true. That's true. So, but uh, well, at least you can grow a mighty beard. <laughs> exactly. You know, and. Uh, yeah, listeners, if uh, if you haven't seen Brian's beard lately, it is uh, it's it's quite full. It's, yes, it's, it's impressive. It's covering ugly and keeping ugly warm all at the same time. That's great. That's great. So, well, I'll uh, I'll continue to to enjoy my teen beard. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day. Nope. 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 I'm okay with that. Um, as long as as long as what's on top stays there. Yeah. So. Yeah. I- don't have that for me. Yeah, there you go. So as a bald man, I'm again compensating with the beard. You know, um, I have a I have a theory when it comes to beards that uh, that as they grow um, out, they also grow inward and and start to take over your brain. <laughs> well, there wasn't much to take over on my part, so no. But uh, but that that actually leads us into our our topic. For oh, tonight. does it? It, it kind of does. In a, I want to see how you in a this. twisted way because um, many bearded men are obs- a little bit obsessive about their beards. This is true, and very particular about them. Um, which you know, I respect that. It's wonderful if you're a bearded listener. Good on you. Um, but there is 
It's it's one of those things that that I've never quite understood the culture around beards. Yes, there is a subculture which there I've is. learned about. Yeah. And um and and so it's got a little bit of a you do you know the way that people the way that people act regarding their beard grooming their beard habits I see all how this kind of thing in. I see how you're bringing yeah, it yeah around. yeah see I'm I'm slowly bringing it around you're getting it there yeah um, has a little bit of a, a you know this you do you thing um, you know some 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 folks are are you know going hog wild with their beards because yep. you know you only live once and you know sometimes you just you just got to listen to your heart. And, uh, and, and that's what we're talking to, about today as we continue our discussion of Christian cliches. Yes, and this one, the listen to your heart or follow your heart, one that we'll hear quite often. And you know, Aaron, before we started recording this, when you and I were, were talking briefly, and, and what we've been trying to do, if you've been listening, hopefully you've picked up on this, hopefully we have succeeded, is we've been trying to balance these and, and say, all right, well, there's some good in this. Let's let's not you know totally disparage this cliche. Let's try to understand it and, and, and appreciate parts of it mm-hmm. while being critical of other parts that need it. Yeah. This one, it's a little bit harder for us to do, though. Right. Um, it's it's harder for us to find the redeemable aspect of this cliche uh, because it, it just scripture is clear what our hearts are. Right. That's right. That's right. And um, for those who may not be familiar with this oft quoted verse, possibly the second most quoted verse in Jeremiah um, beyond Jap- beyond twenty nine eleven. Yeah. Which um, is a- Totally different episode we could do. Yeah, we're going to get there too, guys. So, <laughs> Jeremiah will have two, uh, two, we'll have two trips into Jeremiah yes, before this series is done. But, uh, but Jeremiah 17, 9 is uh, in the CSB, the heart is more deceitful than anything else and incurable. Who can understand it? And that's what people want me to follow. Yes. So this is the this is the tough thing because this I mean this idea of following your heart that is the cultural air we breathe. It is. It's the you know with all what the youth say these days with you know um, you know I jokingly reference to you know you only live once or YOLO or whatever the hashtag is. Um, there's now the fear of missing out. Um, there's so many other ones to like the you do you thing there's on and on and on and on it goes and um i'm clearly becoming a grumpy middle-aged man <laughs> so sorry everybody it happens and if you are entering that stage of life it will happen to you i just embrace it for me that's right that's right but the <laughs> if we haven't Get lost everybody left, if we haven't lost everybody yet this um this is going to be hopefully still be a great episode. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> of redeeming, we'll redeem this one somehow, right? By but God's I mean, grace. I mean, this is the topic of pop songs. It's yeah. the topic of books. It's um, it's, it's our it's, it's, it's arguably our culture's greatest value today. Be true to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And um, this is this is difficult because, as we've already said, we've already showed our hand. This is, while it sounds really good, it is just the worst theology. Yes. Um, Because we, on our own, apart from the work of the Spirit, 
we cannot and should not listen to our hearts because our hearts will deceive yeah, us. And, and this is where, you know, because somebody might push back right now and say, yeah, but Aaron, Brian, you're, you're being too critical. You're failing to understand that God makes us a new work in Christ. And and yeah, but here's the, the, the problem with that. It's mm-hmm. absolutely true. And, and we're given a new heart. We're giving heart, the heart of stone is removed and a heart of flesh is given to us. But the problem with that is we still live in a fallen world with still sin in our lives. Yeah. And therefore, we must test everything. Even our hearts have to be tested against a standard that is unchanging, that is that is devoid of sin, God's word. That's right. So I don't follow my heart. I don't listen to my heart. Even when I do want to say, all right, is this something that God is putting in my heart? What do I do? I don't stop there and just do it. I, I test it against scripture. Right. Right, and and that's an important thing because uh, here's here's actually a really good example of this uh, of um, someone in Scripture testing this. And uh, spoiler alert: this is something that if you're using the if you're studying the Gospel Project, you're actually going to get to sometime in the summer of 2019. <laughs> Um, in First uh, Samuel twenty four, David um, David's on the run once again. Oh my goodness! I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> right. We've been spending way too much time together. We have been. We have been. We're of one mind here. This is Ugh. troubling. So yeah, but together but, we might make one mind. <laughs> all right, keep go- let's keep going. So, um, but in 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 First Samuel twenty four, David is hiding in a cave. He is um, he's on the run from Saul, and Saul comes in, happens to come into this cave, providentially goes into the exact. Why cave. did he go in that cave, Aaron? I'm getting there. Because he had to relieve himself. Yes, he did. He had to go to the bathroom, and so he's doing his business. And all the and all of David's soldiers are like, "David, how's your chance, dude? Like, just God delivered. God him. delivered him to because into we know your you're hands. Supposed to be the king. You're the king. God has said you're the king. He is. He is he's being chasing you. you. He's after you. He's trying to kill you." Come on, let's I do mean, it. Can it be more obvious that God gave you this? Right, exactly. This is your moment. This is your time. And um, and, and think, let me interject here for you. Think about David and the pressure from these men. First of all, these were faithful men to him. Yeah. And so he's getting what we consider good counsel. But also think about it. These men are on the run with him. Yeah. Their lives are at risk. They're away from their homes. They're away from their families. And he has the opportunity to end it right then. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's a lot of pressure coming to well, bear and on admit, him. And, and let's just be honest, he probably had the desire to as yes, well. Yes, yes. Because he was being, he was, um, he was being cruelly mistreated. For, so from all, from internals and externals, this seemed like the perfect opportunity. The gift, Absolutely. The gift God had given. Absolutely. But he, so he goes and he goes to him and, and what he does is he, all he does is he cuts off the, the edge of his robe. And even in that, he is so grief-stricken yeah. about what he's done that he goes out as soon as Paul, as soon as Saul is done, and reveals himself to Saul and says, "Hey, I was in here the whole time, and this is what I did." Yeah. Um, what stayed his hand was he said um, that you you shall not raise your hand against the Lord's anointed. Yeah. So what he, he did is he used, he tested that situation. He tested his heart 
against God's revealed word. And what he determined was God had not given him permission. That's right. To do this. That was the thing that was missing. He had opportunity. He had motive. He had um, all the circumstantial. Others. He had he had counsel, but he missed. He did not have the command, and because he did not have the command from the from the place that he needed it, not from his heart, but from the word of God, he didn't do it because God's word is our authority, not yeah. our feelings. Our feelings can deceive us. And, 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 and our feelings can be, and our thoughts and feelings can be good from, it seems. I mean, we're not talking about parsing this so cleanly. Yeah. Oh, this is clearly a sinful desire, or clearly from a sinful place. This is clearly no. There are many times that God says, "No, no, no. What you desire might be good." David wanting to build the temple. That's another great example. God says, "What what your heart desires might be good, but it's not what I will for you, and therefore, no, it'd be wrong for you to pursue what seems good in the heart." And so that's what we have to be careful of. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, um, so. It seems pretty clear cut that no, this is not a, this is not something that we can engage, that we can, we can actually engage with from an honest perspective. We like that as believers, we cannot blindly or willingly accept a, a cliche like this because yeah. what all it all inevitably does is lead to suffering in our lives. Um, it's what hurts churches. Yep. It's what kills marriages. Because how many how oh, pastors? Yeah. How many of you have heard heard someone say, "God just wants me to be happy." Yep. You know, and if I'm not happy in my marriage, then I I, I owe it to my I owe it to myself. I owe it to them. You know, we we just need to to have it be done. Yeah, the heart is the, is a great rationalizer. Right. And this is a this is a cliche from our culture that we that we use to justify everything that we want. It it is purely for rationalism or rationalizing um, our own sin. Yeah. And we as God's people, we need to hold one another to account on that. This is why God gives us others um, at just as he gives us his word. Because what can happen is, in wise, when wise counsel is is around is around us, when people know us as we are, um, as we ultimately truly do desire to be known, um, they can bring God's word to us. In a, and and that's the thing. It's not just them saying, "Hey, dummy, don't do that." Um, although sometimes that's enough. Yeah. Um, so, for example. If someone is, if someone is, say a friend is, is thinking about committing adultery. Um, if you're, if you're having, a, if you're having a conversation with this person, you can, you can, you can say to them something, you can say to them what you're thinking about doing, you know, sleeping with another, with another man or another woman, that's not going, to, that's not going to make what's going on in, in your marriage, in your life better. It's just not, it's yep. going to just make it worse. 
Um, you can say that, and you can never actually have to reference scripture at all. Sometimes, but, <laughs> unless it's a it's a, a newer believer who who may not be again, because if you're if you're sure. encountering a new believer who may not know God's word as much, and he or she's coming from a culture where you know adultery is just not as frowned upon. Sure, there may be a okay. You're discipling that person, right. but assuming the person most most of us are going to know, you don't have to go to to scripture and verse totally. Um, I think you just be on now as you're talking. If the person's pushing back, trying to rationalize, I think then you then might, you definitely you go to God's say, word right, look, right away. Here's here's what God's word says. Yeah, let's come down to it. You're trying to wiggle out of this. You're trying to find rational. You know, you're trying to rationalize. Right. Here's what wor- the word of God says. Period. Right. So you can either choose to obey God's word, or you can choose to not. Yeah. And then come <laughs> back to my encouragement. Come back to. We have to remember everything in God's word is there for his glory and our good. Yeah. So his command not to commit adultery is for his glory and our good. If you commit adultery, you are impugning his glory and you are harming yourself and harming others. Right. So, you know, you, yeah. Right. And um, and now shifting it over to the um, proactive like proactive discipleship in this in this area or preventative medicine depending yeah. like however you want to think about it, think about our kids for for example so when when our when my oldest daughter was super little she used to watch a show called Arthur um you know the anthropomorphic um what was he an aardvark yeah, I or think he was an aardvark. Something like that. Yeah. I don't know what he was. But um, some kind of critter. He's some kind of yeah, he's some kind of critter. But in the you know, in the theme song of the show, the the whole line is, you know, just believe you know, uh, just uh, follow just listen to your heart and, and believe in yourself um, is uh, is what you need. And so what my wife would do and what I would do um, as well is we would just do do little things and we would say we would just say, Hey, Hey, is that actually a good idea? And we would we would help her to see. We would just lead her along in that and just say, no. The what we don't want to do is we don't want to we don't want to listen to our heart and we don't want to believe in our, in ourselves because our our hearts can lead us to make make bad choices or unwise choices. Um, it can it can tell us lies, and so helping her to see that and helping her not to. Doubt, not necessarily doubt every single thing she thinks or says or does, but to um, but to give her a baseline for think critically yeah. and what do we need to help us. Um, so not just stopping it. Don't do this, but here is how. Here is what God has given us to to help us make our wise choices. To um, to. Like the what he what he has said. No, don't believe in yourself, but believe in me. <laughs> um, that this is that that's been a helpful foundation for her. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, um, Brian, I think that's probably a good place yeah. for us to wrap up today. So, listeners, uh, I hope you found this conversation helpful. Um, and uh, remember, don't listen to your heart, um, and also don't <laughs> listen to Roxette songs um, by the same name. Um, if you don't know what what Roxette is. Uh, Bless you. You are you yeah, are a, probably better off person for it. Yes, the Lord has been kind to you. But um, <laughs> although I love me some '80s music, I know you do. You really, really do. And uh, and I'm okay with that. 
I'm okay with that. Um, it's 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 not too it's not grumpy enough for me. So <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's like That's the true. '90s are more your speed. That's true. Then yeah, there's a, if there's a storm cloud, it's my jam. So if you found this conversation helpful, like I said, um, please do consider leaving a sincere rating and re- five star rating and review on iTunes. That'll help people find the show um, and make Brian uh, feel good in his heart as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, and Shows my um, wife. See, people care. That's right. That's right. And and it's not just and it's not just his mom. Oh, so God. there you go. Uh, but uh, she doesn't listen to this show either. So no, I don't. No. I don't think she's good with the internet. No. Okay. All right. If you've got a question that you would like us to address on a future episode or a topic you'd like us to discuss, uh, do do. Uh, just hit us up on Twitter um, with a mention of at gospel underscore project. Um, and until next time, we'll see you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the hero of the story presented by the gospel project, a family of resources revealing how all scripture gives testimony to Jesus. Learn more at gospelproject.com.